Hello, everyone. This is Party Cast Chat, a casual podcast about games, gaming, and whatever else catches our attention. Um, this is Greg, and with me, as always, we have Packy and James. And uh, today, there is a, there. I want to talk about some kind of mobile gaming, actually. There was a, two interesting articles uh, this week in the, that, I, that I saw on the news. So what, one of them is uh, Sony full-blown just acquired a studio. Um, and it's a very small studio and they like only make mobile games is my understanding. And actually, sorry, they haven't made a single game yet. Um, but Sony acquired Savage Game Studios is the name of it. And like the co-founders, they come from like, they, they've got some pedigree in there. It says like Zynga, Insomniac and Wargaming. But the reason they acquired it is Sony's goal is to, to have a higher presence in mobile gaming or it's particularly by 2025 is this little like graph that they have um they want to obviously stop supporting uh ps4 by then and release games on ps5 pc and mobile which i thought was very interesting what do you guys think about that about like one of the biggies full-blown just like making an acquisition to to just spit out mobile games essentially I think they are super late to that party <laughs> i think a lot of other people have already figured out and why like i think this is an interesting discussion is that everyone it's now very common knowledge that like the amount of initial time effort and money you have to put into a mobile game versus the profits you get from all the different monetization methods that they use in mobile gaming it's such an insane ratio compared to how you make traditional games like it's so worth it to take shoot your shot on a thousand different mobile games and hope that three of them become successful because it's financially viable to do that. And so mm-hmm. I'm surprised more people haven't done this. Well, I think a lot of people have, right? So like yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo has just been shitting out mobile games these mm-hmm. past few years. Like go to, go to your app store, type in Nintendo or Pokemon or anything like there's Mario Kart Tour, there's Pokemon Go isn't made by them, it's made with Niantic, obviously, right? But there's, like, Pokemon Cafes and, like, Pokemon Snap. And look, Nintendo has been shitting out mobile games for the past few years. Um, and so it's very clear that they, they obviously think that, that that's where a lot of money is. Yeah, all the game um, studios are doing it. I mean, Blizzard does it to absolute death. Though they do yeah. it pretty well. And then... um. Activision does a lot of the shitty ones. That's or not Activision. Square Enix is the one who does a lot of shitty ones. They're really who I think of. There's so many terrible fucking Final Fantasy mobile games that are out there that I've like. I mean, you can't, ads you for can't forget uh, Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto ports, right? Like the Rockstar's <laughs> Grand Theft Auto ports that then got ported from mobile to current gen with like it. And it was just it was so bad. Like. <laughs> Uh, but it, the thing is, there for all the ones that are terrible, right? Like for all of the terrible GTA ports and like all of the like very shallow like Pokemon Cafe games, mm-hmm. there are some really high quality mobile games out there, like games that do exist on other platforms as well, right? Like yeah. the, the for Nintendo, it's Pokemon Unite, right? Like Pokemon Unite's a MOBA, you know, like it. It's very good, honestly, for the most part. I mean, it's it's a little shallow, like if you compare it to other MOBAs, but honestly, it's fairly solid for what it is, and it plays exceptionally on like modern phone hardware. It, it's it's unbelievable how well it plays. 
Um, then obviously, better. like, activated like as Hearthstone. Yeah, I, it's, it's so good on phone. It was the first one um, that made me think that mobile games could actually compete with regular games if you got used to developing for that platform. And again, it just made me come back to, like, most mobile game developers are incredibly lazy. Like, you get one good concept, and then he's just all like, all right, how do I monetize this? How do I monetize this <laughs> eight-second gameplay loop that I've come up with? And then all your effort goes into that from that point forward. But Because most of the, like, big examples that you can think of that are successful mobile games are really very simple, well-developed games on traditional pa- platforms that, like, ported really, really well. And the rest are card games. Like, card games do great so on mobile. <laughs> oh, you mean, <laughs> like, Hearthstone? Like you mean the first yeah, exactly. game that Blizzard <laughs> intentionally... Like, you know, it, it, that that's very interesting, right? Yeah. That, like, when Blizzard was making Hearthstone, if I remember correctly, like, PC was the afterthought, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it, I, I believe it was not even just mobile first. I think it was very specifically, like, iPad first was, mm-hmm. was like, their main target for Hearthstone. And then, obviously, you know, you get phones in general. And then, you know, you have the PC port because... Well, they built it in Unity, actually. That's the other interesting thing about Hearthstone is Hearthstone's built in Unity, which for Blizzard is uh, very rare. Actually, that might be like one of their only ones. I don't, I, I don't know for sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the new, speaking of mobile games, Blizzard's coming out with Warcraft Arclight Rumble or something like that. I don't know. I keep seeing ads for it. Uh, <laughs> that was. Looks, I have no idea what that is. It, it looks <laughs> on the the lower quality end of oh the God. mobile game. I will admit. Uh, but yeah, no, I wonder if that was also built in Unity. I don't know. Um, like I said, for every terrible mobile game, there is actually a really good... That's not true. It's like 10 to 1. But Oh my god, that's It's generous. like 20 to that's 1. So generous. <laughs> it's, it's like 100 to 1. Yeah. You're right, you're right. I literally... I excluded the bottom 50% because they're so bad they're not even worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... There's there's Candy Crush, which is like solid 50th percentile. It was built to play on a phone. It does what it does, and quite frankly, it does what it. Do. If that's what you're into, it's it's really good for what for what it is, right? Um, and then you have yeah, like we were talking about, like more traditional games coming to to mobile, which is interesting, right? Like you you played a lot of Stardew Valley, right? I have, yeah. What about you, James? Have you played Stardew Valley? Um, I've played maybe a combined 10 to 20 hours, but never on mobile, always on either computer or a console. I've also never played it on mobile, though I heard the mobile version is very good. I played it on Switch, which is where that handheld comparison comes from, because that, like, I got the Switch as a $400 Super Smash Brothers machine. That was always (laughs) its intention from the very beginning. Um, But weirdly, I ended up, and the funny thing is I only ever play it on my nearby friend's house like almost never play my actual copy of it but i have probably been out like, to your sister hmm? didn't you loan your switch to your sister oh yeah for a long time she never yeah. used it she just wants <laughs> she dreams of liking things that aren't books it's very weird <laughs> it's so crazy because everyone like watches too much tv and plays too many video games and are like i really wish i read books and sarah's like oh, all i like is books like i wish i liked other things that other people like so we could talk about stuff <laughs> like i, I want to put she specifically started value was one of the games that i was like you should play this game like i think this will scratch that itch for you and uh and it, i don't even nope. think she ended up trying it no she like had the switch for a while but never played it she is just truly never going to be a gamer she's born a hundred years out of place um <laughs> but i like all my hours on my switch um most of them until I figured it out and then started loading 
indie um, roguelikes onto it to play them handheld, uh, I played almost exclusively Stardew Valley. Like it was just all, and it was just Harvest. There was a Game Boy version, what Stardew Valley just blatantly ripped off and then expanded greatly upon was uh, the original Game Boy Harvest Moon game, Friends of Mineral Town. And that I specifically played as a kid, saw Stardew Valley, and was like, this is the same thing, but updated, and, you know, way more effort was put into this one. Um, and, you know, it's 20, benefited from 20 years of iterations. Um, and, yeah, I've just played a massive amount of that game. I think that's, you know, it's where handheld gaming shines. It's just something you kind of do, like, laying on the couch. It's pretty idle. You usually do it while doing other things or waiting for something. You kind of just whip it out and play. Makes a lot of sense. I believe Stardew Valley is also on, on xCloud. And you mentioned playing Slay the Spire, uh, streaming Slay the Spire to your phone and playing with touch controls with that. Have you ever done, you said you hadn't played Stardew on mobile natively. Mm-hmm. Had you ever streamed it to mobile from Xbox yet or not? No, by the time that it made it to Game Pass, like I played the game to absolute death. There is an end point in that game. And it's when you realize that you've just beaten everything. There's no point to doing it anymore. And I've done that on two separate playthroughs. So I, there's just nothing left for me in that game. <laughs> Like I did it on the original map when it first came out. And I played all that on... That I actually played mostly on PC. And that's where I ran into the issue where like saves are horrible to transfer on Steam if it's not set oh, up yeah. to do that. <laughs> um, and then the other I played most of it really I ended up playing when it came out on Switch. And just played so much on Switch. Yeah, but, Switch really does seem like a great a great platform for that, for that game. Yeah. I did play, as I've been sick, I've played two different games that I played Absolute Death. And it fits this so perfectly because one I did play mostly on xCloud streaming on my phone the other i played on my switch uh all handheld so i could just like lay there covered in my blanket you know just being just a slug and not even like sitting upright and then just be able to play these are the two games that that managed to do that one was through xcloud was monster sanctuary which i mentioned to you um very good combination of it touches it gets just close enough to pokemon to try and draw people in because there's different monsters in it but it is mainly a copy of other more traditional like um jrpg like party combat games and then it's like a very light metroidvania on top of that um very very good works perfectly for xcloud i really really liked it on that um did you play with the touch controls too yeah and it has designated touch controls they're one of the ones that you know because they clearly have given people that option to like customize and particularly when you say when you say designated touch controls do you mean that like you can touch and interact with the UI elements directly, no, no, or they just everyone. change the way that the A button looks. It's mostly that, and they change. They get to also default where you put it, because they can slightly no, that change is, the default. That is that is nice, and I do appreciate because they know where things um, are on the screen. Exactly. Yeah, I would love, and I I'm sure it is a fair bit of work, uh, but I would love it if they could support like na- I'm going to call it native touch controls on oh yeah like i that'd be so great right like particularly you know something like something that is literally on both right like Mm -hmm. stardew valley or slay the spire if you could if you could like get the native touch controls and interact with stuff directly because i was trying i tried playing some the other day like floppy warriors or something i don't know i don't know uh some card game and played like 15 30 minutes of it before i got bored and yeah, the the controls were fine, but it was like so clearly like, oh, I just wanted to touch the dude and like, mm-hmm. you know, like put it like put it on the spot on the grid with my finger instead of like having to use the crappy like on screen D pad or whatever. I uh, think they are getting like, there. That would, 
Yeah, well, I think they will. And honestly, that'll make it better than like even playing with a controller on yeah. on those phones. So, like depending on the type of game, obviously, right? Like mm-hmm. other things, you're always going to want a controller. Um, I guess someone off in the Microsoft boardrooms has had this thought when they started to pull in more studios that have mobile game divisions was to start bundling that into Game Pass and do exactly that. Like have way more games that are just purely mobile and pure like touch controls and then enable all the different games that have mobile ports to also have their mobile versions up on Game Pass. Um, And I think the first experiment with that that was incredibly mutually beneficial was putting Fortnite on on there and letting Fortnite have their dedicated mobile controls, which they do. Yeah, actually, you're right. I forgot about that. The controls on Fortnite are exactly the same as what mm-hmm. it was when Fortnite was on the App Store. Yeah, I forgot about that. That yeah, and it, it plays so well. It does. Like for what it is. For you know, that this is a disclaimer. For for what it is, it plays so well. Um, it's pretty clearly they just like took their old mobile build and just hooked it up to the modern servers and were like, hey, Xbox can have it. <laughs> you guys give us some money and you can have it. It's all yours. No, I thought that was really cool. Honestly, so like speaking of of Game Pass, uh that reminds me of something that they announced at, I guess, their equivalent of E3, which has been a while ago now. And it hasn't happened yet, but they announced their partnership with Riot Games, uh, who, for those who don't know, they're the ones who make League of Legends, they make Valorant, they make uh, Legends of Runeterra, Team Fight Tactics, I think, are the other ones. I think they're all in the same universe. I'm not, or maybe Valorant's different, but the others are all in the same. Um, anyways, they announced this partnership. And the interesting thing about it was this is the first real time i think that you are starting to get game pass benefits on phones right so if you have game pass and you're playing league of legends wild rift on your they phone stuff. They, this like is what? easily the biggest not to take away from oh, that I mean, this, but this in, the perks, the biggest, in the perks right? there's always okay. a couple mobile game like hey you got this bundle of shit that will oh, give that's you. true that's true yeah there are things in the perks frequently um which actually, yeah, like just in general, obviously that partnership is massive, right? Like yeah. getting every single champion in, in League of Legends and Wild Rift on the phone and Valorant and, you know, like it's just, it's insane, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but that's not mobile gaming specifically. I just thought that was cool that like that is a benefit of Game Pass clearly coming to games on the phone, like being able to sign in to, yeah. Which again, this isn't live yet. Um, so if you go open Wild Rift or whatever, you won't be able to play all the people. But theoretically, in the future, you will be able to if you have Game Pass, which is really cool. The other thing, which again, Game Pass related, is a uh, okay. You know, this I is was really this. worried you were about to give League of Legends positive attention, and that's where I have to draw the line. Oh, no, 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 no. I absolutely for refuse. Any, for anyone listening, I despise that game. I despise that. You're going to get every champion for free. Don't use them, please, please, please. I beg you. It's a mental <laughs> illness. Like you just. You're, you're hospitalizing there, yourself for no reason. That's the cost. Because it has ruined our friends. It has absolutely ruined our friends, and they refuse to play anything else. And they they don't even seem to enjoy it when they play it, and they refuse to play anything else. And it's, it's so- actually crazy hurts. listening to them talk about the game. It's, it's, it's really mind-blowing. But I, I mean, we could shit on League of Legends all day, but I would honestly, it doesn't even deserve the time of day. Yeah. So <laughs> we're done talking about League of Legends. Instead, I'm gonna pour one out for Windows Phone, which is long dead. And the reason <laughs> oh, that's so I pour one out for Windows Phone is uh, as we were talking about 
oh, it'd be nice if cloud had native touch input and all this stuff. You know, it'd also be nice is if Windows Phone was still fucking alive. And then you could just play the games natively on Windows Phone because yeah. it was it would be the exact same game as Windows Computer. And so, yeah, if you could just launch Stardew Valley on your Windows Phone and sign in with, you know, your Game Pass to the Xbox account, that would be great. Or Slay the Spire, any of these things. And instead, it's just it like... This ecosystem so incredibly well that they've created. It would, have, it's just dead. It would have done so good. And instead, now, like, I don't... I, I clearly don't... Like, the... You know, I said I was going to stop talking about League of Legends, but the Riot thing is the closest I think they've gotten to, like, partnering with someone to do that. I think clearly the fact that they're doing that, they want to do that. Um, I obviously don't think Apple or Google is probably going to play ball and say, like, yeah, sure, we'll, like, let people download these games from our app store for free if they have Game Pass. Or, like, that's just never happened, you know? But, like, uh, that would... Rip Windows Phone. That's all I want to say. Is it, it, it would fit so nicely into into the ecosystem that Microsoft's building around gaming specifically, right? They have set it up very, very well. We don't have to connect anymore, so we've lost a big part of it, but I do think the rest <laughs> of it gives us enough. God, I still... I've, I've actually, I think I've already railed against the connect on one of our podcast episodes i just hate that piece the of very second. first one yeah we the first episode. <laughs> i just not that they did anything wrong it's just more like the lingering connects are so friggin' annoying when people use them because the audio is so bad and if I don't you don't remember the last time we were in a party with someone using one to be fair max, like i don't yeah, we, people do it all the time no, uh, max, max doesn't use his connect anymore he's used it periodically yeah he's definitely done it for like uh, he uses his headset it's just that he has his tv volume really loud and then um, there's like a setting. I think I'm Microsoft sorry, added the setting to like turn off speakers when you turn on a headset. It took him forever to do it, right? But they finally added it, I think, and he obviously just doesn't have that on. So his TV volume will be at like, you know, 50%. And just like he'll join the thing and some massive echo. Um, We're already felicitating um, Microsoft. So I'll go ahead and go down one more time. Uh, I've just been too spoiled by Teams. Like Teams's background audio like elimination is so incredibly good you don't hear any of that shit anymore so now when i hear it when i'm gaming and or like even a little bit on because discord also does that i think pretty well um when i hear it so someone which is really interesting like if you go into discord and into a thing and like the noise suppression is like powered by some other company which is kind of cool i don't know i Mm -hmm. I just like when you know there are those like plug and play software things like that um yeah no i agree that seems incredibly Uh, difficult right like Somebody had to have spent a lot of R&D time figuring out how to do that and how to do it well in a way that is portable to a multitude of different machines. And I would say I agree with your Teams has good background audio noise suppression. Um, we're using Skype to record this. Hopefully Skype has the same. It it seems pretty good. Um, it does surprise me how bad Xbox party chat is. It's yeah. oh, it's really awful. bad actually. I do not like, use it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Like, I only use Discord. Can't wait for Discord. Yeah, I cannot wait for the Discord integration to finally be usable. Yeah, no, I I'm in the like the preview and I I've done that a couple times and it's so much better. Like the the party chat is so and you know what's weird too is like seemingly the party chat on PC is even worse than it is on console and like yeah. I don't understand because it's not it's not good on. Console, I stopped doing it. Right? 
I used to do it a little bit and it yeah. just it was so problematic to act like actually get even to work and then audio quality was like even worse and it was like this is just not worth it. I know you're talking about background noise. Like the number of times I've heard people's like gaming PC fans go <laughs> you know, like in the background of like a party chat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they're on their computer because it's super fucking loud right yeah. now. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah, no, uh I I don't know why they haven't brought their very good background noise suppression uh, from their enterprise products into their, you know, consumer gaming products. That'd be very nice. It's always because it's time consuming and they have legacy yeah, code that can't support it. <laughs> uh, that. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. So much um, assuredly that time is money, friend. I yeah, I don't make any money by improving that. And, you know. Would gamers flock to Xbox Party Chat if they improve the noise suppression oh, in the background? Nah. Discord, Discord one. Discord. Okay, actually, I'm gonna retract that statement about Discord one. And the reason I'm gonna say that is because I think for the most part, when a company wins, it's very clear, and they've won. Like Twitch won. Twitch absolutely won. Yeah. Like Facebook gaming. <laughs> yeah, right. And like YouTube is great for like. On, uh, on demand video right but like in terms of live gaming like i think clearly twitch is the place to go right like but then in regards to voice chat right so like now discord is clearly the de facto standard but the thing is like at a time you know there was ventrilo and team speak and so you know maybe maybe who knows in five ten years discord won't be the de facto thing anymore um but i think it probably will be is my guess it seems like they did a very good job compared to ventrilo or team speak which was very bare bones and was just like yeah here it is and like discord's clearly like we're making a company out of this and like this is this is a platform and everything else you know yeah they're a little different in their approach and i think that's what's really like set them apart is it's all about community building there's a reason like every online internet community has an associated discord it's an incredibly I good hate, tool i actually hate that sorry continue. i never use them i just want to like toss in the fact that i absolutely hate the fact that every single game has a sub has a discord it, not even every single game the fact that then every single subreddit for every single game has a discord for the subreddit specifically right yeah. And it's just it's so awful like it it is so because you can't you so like the it's just for a much more fast-paced interactive discussion that's true, with the people that's true. It, it's, it's just like, not for us right like i don't want to go have conversations with the developers or the moderators of a community or the other members of a community i don't care about you i just care about the game like i, I just right. want to play I it think, and see the occasional post about it i think i'm wrong you're right uh, it's it's just it's just a different use case. Just kind of right? there, right? Like I, I ignore them. That I think the same way that you do, right? I just see them, and my eyes just glaze right past right past that green sticky post at the top. <laughs> it's like uh, this is <laughs> not for me. I don't care about this, and and just move on to whatever's next. It's because there's like you know because of the nature of it, right? Like say you check it four times a day or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like there are so many messages in there, and because they're just like all messages there, like you can't. It's just it's inconceivable to like actually try and get a recap of what you missed or whatever it's it is, right? Discussion. Whereas like, yeah, whereas a traditional forum, whether it be a traditional like forum supported by the developer or something like Reddit, they have 
topics, right? You have a post and then the post mm-hmm. has the comments on it. And so it's a lot easier to look at, say, 20 posts and then click on the ones that you're interested in and then read the comments there versus just like seeing 20,000 messages that you missed and throwing your hands up in the air of like, well, I don't know what to do with this. Right. Yeah. They're also <laughs> chronological because they're messages and they're usually conversations and they're disjointed as people kind of join and leave the servers. They're impossible to follow. I mean, Reddit's saved by its voting system. Like the voting is also what shows that, you what's yeah, that's worth a good looking point. at. It, whereas like yeah. Discord, there's no quality control. Like you just open it and you're at a random point in time in the conversation of a community that could have just popped up in the last six months, could have been existing for 10 years and has all of its own context. But that's also why it thrives. Like the people who lit truly, as it's been described to me, some people just live on Discord and do like all these conversations in all these different communities. There's always something going on that you kind of find bouncing between servers. There's always people to talk to about, you know, your various interests. It's what that's engages fair. people. And I, and I think it's, it's just really too much for me for, for like, yeah, interactive conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if we were playing WoW, for example, and like I had a question about the class I was playing or my rotation or whatever, I think you're right. I think a Discord server would be a very good natural place to ask that question and get real-time feedback in a conversation with someone, whereas a traditional forum, it has the delay. So I think you're right. I think it clearly has a place. It's just, just a more it's a very different use case than a traditional forum. Right? Remember when everybody was like in middle school and all that, and everybody was really into AIM and like instant mm-hmm. messaging and instant message rooms and interest, in, instant messaging people you friggin' saw at school every day anyway? Um, it's just AIM, but topic directed with strangers. Like that's that's really that's what right. I've seen it kind of and then, and then Hangouts came around to replace AIM. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember when um, Google Hangouts took over the chat space. <laughs> and then they threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> never um, did. <laughs> never. <laughs> Hangouts was never more popular than other competitors in the space. What? I do think that's why Discord there's is totally a period though. of time where where it was like it was weird. Yes, MacDab in like middle school. I feel like. Well, we went to different middle schools, so actually, maybe that was maybe that was. I the definitely difference. don't remember. I remember we used it. Maybe that was the I difference. I see it. I guess I was never a user of it because I still see the like five or so conversations that I had in Google Hangouts, and one Forever. of them was with, of course, with you, and then the other was with Steven, and most of it was around getting lunch at work because Gmail was something that we could all use at work very comfortably. Like that, that was like the use case. It's just we so, didn't use okay, Facebook. So, yet. Then, so then I'm curious, since James, we went to middle school together. Do you uh-huh. remember? I feel it was like seventh grade. That was when like everyone started making Gmail accounts and then started using Hangouts instead of. So a, I remember I'm, the Gmail transmission of like leading up to high school, but I don't remember never the Hangout used, part. Never. I don't know anybody okay. except for old people that used Hangouts. It was just you, Greg. It was just, <laughs> just you. You, you knew what your future was, and you were trying to get your foot in the door to to get the job. <laughs> Just like Windows Phone. I, I <laughs> apparently, yeah, I, I think my dad's dad is the only person I know in real life that has ever used Hangout, and he sent me one message on it, and I didn't answer it because so I was like, I don't use, I'm not going to talk to you on this. Hey guys, everybody remember when Google Plus was really popular? I do. I really liked that platform. Advocated <laughs> even. Um, as a disclaimer, uh, as James alluded to, I do work for Google, and uh, the opinions I state are my own, and they are not those of the company, obviously. So, and you are also an old person. Disclaimer. Also, disclaim that. I'm a, I'm a what? An old person. 
Apparently, I'm an old person. I'm an, <laughs> I, I mean, also true. What can I'm, I say? I do feel I'm glad old. You own that. I appreciate it. I do feel, you know, like so. We went out to karaoke. A friend of mine made karaoke, and I was just like, "Ooh, <laughs> you're good. Ooh. You that. looked good. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're having a good time. <laughs> I was having a good time. All that matters. So the first song, the first song was really rough. Like mm. the first song was like it was the. I think I had done karaoke like once in college, right? Um, but this was like the first time in probably at least five years, if ever. But like I said, I think I did it once in college. Um, and the, I, I didn't know what to do with my hands. And like the song I picked was terrible. There was so many, there was like two guitar solos. And so I was just standing up there awkwardly doing nothing for a while. <laughs> then the second song, I busted out some fucking Nickelback and it was a hit. And everyone like this it. is everybody's karaoke story. It's like uh, you know, it takes some time to warm up. It's like no, it takes some time to drink, and for everybody else to also drink, and that's what really uh, seems to get karaoke. That going. did help. That did help a little bit. Um, but no, in terms of being an old man, like you know, the guy that I was like, okay, he was like, oh, are we still on? And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Um, and I, he was like, I was like, what time? And he's like, what about seven? And I was like, well, I'm an old man, so like, can we do six thirty? Mm-hmm. Um, and turns out uh, he suggested seven because karaoke starts at seven, and I was just such a fucking old man. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't want to go that late. Yeah, I've started to run into that. Like, if it's their events, it's like starts at starts at nine or ten. It's like fuck. Ooh, that, <laughs> no no, nine or ten, <laughs> no that's, shot. That's way, right, like nine or ten on like this was also on a Monday, right? So mm-hmm. like, oh, I would absolutely like if someone was like, "Hey, you want to go do something at nine or ten on a weekday?" I'd be like, "Uh, no." <laughs> Uh, catch me next time, except not really, because I won't be there next time. Um, we we have clearly gotten sidetracked. Um, in, karaoke in, has a strong place within the gaming community in terms of what was that game? Rock Band. That's the only. <laughs> Ooh, I did think you seriously? Could Rock you not Smith get to back, Rock Band? I, think, I, I think never played Guitar Hero Rock Band. One of those kind of games I think is coming back relatively soon. I saw something about it the other Big day. Stuff. Do you know which one? I want to say Rocksmith. Is that a game? So Rocksmith is interesting. I own Rocksmith. Yeah, Rocksmith, Rocksmith is... Uh, teach you real that's guitar. the one that teaches. Yeah, that one's oh. apparently coming back. It's actually... Uh, it's coming to PC cool. next week. You uh, Well, so it's, it's been on PC, so they must be well, doing like a... I, I looked at a headline. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's, that's why, yeah. Um, which actually, that one's really interesting. I actually own it. It's super cool the way it works. Like they they sell an adapter for an electric guitar to mm-hmm. USB essentially, and then you use that. And then it theoretically, the premise is the same as Guitar Hero at that point, right? Like it shows you the thing, what chords to play or whatever, and then you strum it, and then it sends a signal to the thing, and that's how they know if you did it or not. Um, Just when you think I don't know how to play guitar, so clearly it wasn't super super effective. <laughs> um, I love Rock Band though. I adore people rock. i remember the guitar hero and the rock band craze holy yeah. shit people loved guitar hero games. especially like guitar hero 3 was like it oh hit yeah i'd yeah. like that was that was like you go to a birthday party and like that's the thing that people were doing can you i know, like, can that, i give an anecdote that just is funny to me and we can to me this is how i know guitar hero is dead okay so through the fire and the flames was always like one of the end songs of guitar here right because it's fast right Mm -hmm. so that's how i know that song and how i know that band it's literally just because of guitar hero 
at the job I work at, it's an indoor entertainment place. So we have music that we can like play, obviously, while people are doing their things. And like the staff can put on song requests just because like if you're going to be standing there for eight hour shifts, you need to be able to listen to something like good. Right. Not the like auto generated corporate BS. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll put that song on either like while we're closing or just like on our black light nights that we do on the weekends because it's just it's very fast paced. And like I personally enjoy that song. None of my staff who were all from the ages of 16 to 20 know what that song is because they did not grow up in the oh, guitar age where everybody knew so what that song. Was. I play it and they're like, I literally like, they're like, what is this garbage? Like, I don't know what this <laughs> is. And I'm like, Hey, 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 leave me alone. Hey, whoa. <laughs> I, <laughs> don't attack I love, me so personally. I have rock band four. Actually. I own rock band four and I own a lot of DLC for rock band four. Because what they did was uh, they did some, like, limited carryover of things, right? So, like, before I got Rock Band 4, I went to, like, GameStop and bought, like, used copies of, like, Rock Band Green Day or whatever, right? And so I have, like, 20 Green Day songs. You know, you know like, I, buy, I bought those one-offs when I could, or, like, the track packs is what they called them. And so I actually have, like, a I have like four or 500 songs in rock band Jeez. four. Like it's kind of, it's no, it's ridiculous, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's utterly ridiculous. Um, I love that game. It's, I understand um, why it's gone out of style. Cause it's just a lot. Like it, a, it takes up a lot of space. Oh yeah. Right. Have and then you like, you gotta like a... move it out and set it up and all this stuff. Beat Saber and, like, expensive. as an alternative. That's true. Beat Saber is much easier. It's, it's much easier way to less equipment. It's more active yeah. and it's, you know, um, modern. I have me and my girlfriend better. have it. I, I we we have a we have a quest too with uh with yeah you. yeah so right, uh, I play a lot ask uh ask Susie which is better rock band or Beat Saber so she I actually don't know um what she, yeah, she likes say. both right I mean she I know she likes Beat Saber like but I was pretty sure that she liked rock she, band too. she would probably say Beat Saber um but to be fair she doesn't play it much anymore because it got to the point where i think she felt like it was a chore like it became more exercise or Ooh, yeah more more leaderboard more exercise and leaderboard chasing I mean, than it did become fun which is context, fair i think a lot of those things go ahead context, susie probably has like what over 100 hours in beat saber comfortably like she's absolutely insane at it and has played it probably, a fair it's probably bit for close. a while. She's she's very she's very very good at Beat Saber. It's she's really good. consistent for a while. I remember all the time I'd hear her in the background when you were playing. Like she probably played like an hour a day for a few months, right? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I I think Harmonix does music games better than anybody else, though. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's what they do, right? Like so background. Harmonix did Rock Band, obviously, which Rock Band wasn't first for those, I guess, young people like James was saying who didn't grow up in the in the you know the music game industry or like time period. Uh, Guitar Hero was the first main one, right? And then Rock Band came later, and they obviously did Rock Band, whereas Guitar Hero was initially just guitar and bass, I think. Uh, and then maybe they did guitar and like uh, you know like supporting guitar or whatever. Um, so then Rock Band came along, and that was done by Harmonix. And then Harmonix has done a lot since then. So they did Drop Mix, which I doubt you guys... Have either of you guys heard of Drop Mix? I doubt no. it. No. All right. So Drop Mix was a super cool game that's obviously dead now, right? But so it was a combination, like, phone slash card game. And so, like, when you bought it, you got this, like, mat thing. It's not really a mat. It's, it's like, I don't know, like a... 
a deck. It's like a play mat, I guess. I, I'm going to go with mat. It's a play mat, right? And it has like these four spots on it. And then you buy these cards and the cards have these like little, you know, um, NFC chips in them, right? That So that when you place them on the mat, the mat knows like what card it is. And then you pair your phone to the mat, right? And so you're basically like laying down these cards and these cards are like, just the vocals of a song or like just the percussion of the song or you know the guitar or something like that right and so it was called drop mix because you drop the card on the mat and then you're mixing your own song with all these pieces of other games and it was so much fun i loved that game i got it on sale at like uh, some like toys r us was like closing sale or something and i got it <laughs> and i i loved it um and obviously like it's i'm pretty sure it's dead at this. i i'm, I'm sure the app that sounds right, so happen. expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure you had to get a car. Like that was the DLC model, right? Because it's cards, so you have to buy these. Oh, yeah. And not just regular cards that people print that are already overpriced, like ones that have uh, something digital built into it, so it can read it. Jeez. Oh no, yeah, no, it was it. I, it was not a cheap <laughs> hobby, right? Like I think like MSRP, which again I didn't. Seventy five bucks. I didn't, I, I didn't. It was seventy five. I'm I looking at it right now. MSRP. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it could have been more expensive um, in the past. It may have been. And then I think the card packs were probably like 15 to 20 would be my guess. Yeah, 75. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe 10. Maybe 10 for a cheap card pack. I don't know. Uh, but but it was awesome, pack. right? And so I thought that was really cool when Harmonix did that. Um, and then, let's see. So after that, they did Autica for VR, which Autica is basically Beat Saber but shooting guns. Yeah, it's it's that like, that's, that's it's basically Beat Saber with guns. Um, and honestly, it's pretty, Autica's pretty good too. Um, I don't think it's as good as Beat Saber, but it's very good. And then they did Fuser, which Fuser is, they basically took what they did with Drop Mix and then they basically just shoved it into a, a full blown video game. Right. So Fuser is literally just the same thing of like you pick parts of songs or whatever and like, but they have like a campaign in it because it's a full blown video game and stuff. Um, and I did like a trial of it and I was like, yeah, this is pretty fun. But I like, I already had drop mix. And for the most part, I'd like gotten my fill at the time. And so I never ended up buying it, but you know, I love harmonics. I love what they do. And then what's interesting is, uh, they got acquired by Epic at some point in the past year or so. Why? Which, uh, so my theory is Epic is clearly making it push into music. Uh, not only did Epic acquire harmonics, they acquired SoundCloud or Bandcamp, one of the two. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check this right now uh, because I like to be accurate. Um, and then with the most recent Fortnite season, do you remember they did the whole thing? They did the season end event, and then it just shows the screen and plays music. And they made a very big deal about the music that's being played is procedurally generated. I think. So that it's copyright free. Um, And so I I think Epic is clearly making moves in the like music and audio video game space. I don't know what those moves are, obviously, but I think it's pretty interesting. And I'm very eager to see what comes out of it. Right. Like imagine if they just do rock band and Fortnite. Like seriously, they might do rock band Fortnite. Uh, That would be awesome. They've been right before. That's definitely that's very interesting because at least it's something that I can. It seems like nobody else is really trying to do, right? Like that's a very niche part of gaming. If they manage to take that over and make something good of it, then there's probably a lot of benefits, especially if they find a good way to monetize it. Um, 
it was Bandcamp, by the way. They acquired Bandcamp. I saw that. SoundCloud. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I think that's very that. interesting. I, I hope they revive the music game industry. I would be so happy if they did because you cannot buy instruments for Rock Band anymore. Well, I mean, you can, but they're like five hundred dollars for like single guitar or something insane, right? Like it's, yeah. it's absurd. I was gonna tie that back. That's you... why it died, right? Like to tie it back yeah, to the original hardware. discussion about like mobile versus handheld gaming. I think that's what mobile has always had, right? Like you just have a phone. You already have everything you need, and then you download a game. You guys have free. phones? <laughs> yeah, but obviously people get a little offended because there's big problems with phones as a platform. But you know, hardcore gamers, and why I will always circle back to like Pokemon Unite was the first, as much as I am very lukewarm on that game, it was the first sign to me that you could make real games for mobile. Because everything else Fortnite I'd seen to that point. wasn't the first sign. Fortnite was, no. like, in its entirety on mobile. Like, it was, it was, and it Fortnite was definitely better. So I guess I forget smoothly. Fortnite. Well, it's because it's no longer on the PUBG's App Store really because they, they did the thing. It's the one that I played, right? Because I never, I don't think I ever played Fortnite mobile. Uh, it was weirdly Pokemon Unite because I also know like there's a League of one of the biggest competitive games worldwide is there is a League of Legends clone that is purely mobile and it has a name. Wild Rift is League of Legends version, but that's not nearly as popular. There's another one that is just mobile and it's like the most. Oh, and it's uh, made by Tencent. Yes, of course it's made by Tencent because half the it's like the most profitable game. Tencent. Yeah, just like Genshin ah, dude, Impact. I can't remember Genshin it. Impact's another good example of one that I completely ignore that is a very full free-to-play game that you can play on mobile fairly well. Well, I mean, honestly, before Fortnite even, and before, <laughs> you know, these other ones, uh, Minecraft. Minecraft has been on also phones Minecraft. for a very long time and mm-hmm. runs very, very well for phone hardware. It runs well, it just doesn't play well, right? Like, I think that's why some that's of those true. kind of set themselves apart. Like, Fortnite's a good example of one that runs well and played well. Pokemon Unite was what I thought of in a game that like really just played well as well as running well. It actually felt and good on mobile. Then there's the interesting difference between like, do you need to have good touch controls? And I think the answer is yes. But then the other question is, do you need to have controller support? And I don't think the answer to that is yes, but I think it's really nice. Oh, yeah. I think it's possible. I think the world we're progressing towards is a lot of stuff is going to try and go if you're able to go the xbox cloud gaming route and off source computing power to some server and then you just stream it to your phone and then kind of interesting because like i would say apple would strongly disagree with that belief right like and, and like i mean every Every new iPhone, I mean, every phone in general, right? But specifically every new iPhone because they make their own chips. They make a big deal about like X percent more graphics power, right? Like, you know, all those claims that they make every time. And it's because like, I think they could, and to be like modern phones, particularly modern flagship phones are at the point where like, I don't think you need to offload it to some cloud. Like, I don't think it hurts, right? Like, I think a good comparison is, like, Gears Tactics. I'm going to take Gears Tactics. And I'm going to, the reason I pick Gears Tactics will be explained in a little bit. Uh, So Gears Tactics is not super latency intensive. It's basically XCOM or Mario and Rabid whatever kingdom thing. But it's, it's, you know, very much. 
Yeah, you don't care. It's a turn-based game, right? So like you don't need latency at all, or like latency doesn't matter, you know. And so you can stream that from XCloud, and that way you get the benefits of like a truly AAA game with all the nice, pretty graphics and all this depth and everything else. Um, and you get it in more or less its original form, right? Like because it's it's not particularly and you know latency intensive. You're taking the time anyways to input your moves, so it's no big deal. And so I think you're right that cloud gaming opens up a lot of good opportunities for something like that. But then, so the, then there's things like Gears Pop, which Gears Pop is dead, right? But Gears Pop Shocking. was their attempt to make a Clash of Clans, but with, with Gears characters, right? I remember trying that one. Um, it honestly wasn't, it was fine. You know, like it was... It was, it was it was that was a very traditional phone game, right? Like yeah, that exactly. wasn't even like let's make a AAA game on the phone, which I think like Pokemon Unite is, for example. Mm-hmm. Like that was literally let's just make a classic phone game, right? Um, and uh, honestly, it was okay, right? And so like stuff like that's always going to be there. But then you have something like Diablo Immortal, which is like clearly designed for the phone. Obviously, when they announced it, it got a ton of backlash because that was the classic don't you guys have phones comment, which to be fair, I think the reason they screwed up is like they announced that and nothing else. And so it was about the expectations. Right. And then you compare this to gears pop. Actually, Microsoft announces three gears games simultaneously gears, pop gears, five and gears tactics. And I guarantee you, if they only announced gears pop and not the other two, it would have gotten the exact same backlash. But instead, they announced all three. And so people were like, oh, yeah, I'll play Gears Pop. That looks like kind of fun, you know. Um, and so I think it was just like Blizzard clearly screwed up, obviously, when they announced Diablo Immortal and said only coming to phone and no Diablo 4, right? Like that, that was it. Um, and so I, I don't know. I thought it was funny. But Diablo Immortal, like, strides that line of, like, it was clearly designed to be a mobile game. But it, it has, for the most part, a lot of AAA-style quality and finish to it. For, again, for a mobile game and disregarding the monetization scheme. Because the monetization scheme is atrocious. The battle pass system is atrocious. But in terms of, like, moment-to-moment gameplay, like, it is much more a traditional AAA game than, yeah, like, Gears Pop or Clash of Clans or something like that, yeah. you know? That's Same with, like, Call of Duty Mobile, right? Like, Call of Duty Mobile is huge, I think. Like, I'm pretty sure Call of Duty Mobile it is massive. Which... Never played it. I, I'm sure you, probably played it like once. I've heard the shooters, like the realistic shooters, specifically PUBG and Call of Duty Mobile, are weirdly like way bigger than you think they are. Um, Doesn't even Apex have a phone version? No, that I don't know. I'm pretty sure it does. Like that's how big mobile game gaming has gone. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like I you look at Call of Duty Mobile, you look at Pokemon Unite, you look at Diablo Immortal. I don't think you need cloud streaming. I think cloud streaming helps in terms of like value proposition for playing games on your phone. Right. But like, it is very clear to me that to be fair, I've actually been a a believer in this for a long time. Like I think probably five, eight years ago, at some point in college, maybe like maybe around the time of the 3ds or a little bit, a little bit after the 3ds, maybe the new 3ds, I was very much already in the mindset of like, I think phones are going to more or less replace this right like and i was wrong at the time right like nothing in terms of quality 
that we have now existed then. And it took many, many years um, after that to get to the point where we are now. But yeah, no, now I look at the landscape and it's clear to me that like you can play high quality games on your phone. A lot of times for free because they clearly targeted around that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, do you guys, I'm curious, like what games, if any, do you all play on your phone semi-regularly? Yeah, just card games. Just card games. It's very natural for it. What about you, James? Yeah, it's the one that works. Nothing. (laughs) I will try maybe a mobile game once every three to six months, play it for maybe literally 45 minutes, and then never touch it again. And then I'll see it on my phone that it's still there like a month later and be like, oh, I need to delete that. Yeah, I need to clean. Yeah. I need to free up some space. Yeah, yeah, I don't. No, it's fair. I try, I try, but I I can't stick with anything. Have you done any cloud streaming to your to your phone? I haven't. I mean, that's where I think cloud streaming has its value. Is that all of all the games you described? I think the only two that are truly traditional mobile games in my mind, i.e., games that were not originally made for a better platform and then leverage all that infrastructure to make a good mobile game, um, are Pokemon Unite and diablo immortal um and both of those you could are, argue pokemon unite was made for the switch i don't think that's uh, true i think it was made for the phone and it, it was, was announced originally switch. yes it was announced originally only for mobile it was not announced originally for switch interesting i thought it was announced for both uh whereas diablo immortal like you said was clearly phone first that that was always yeah. the plan and they all yeah it they came out way later it was gonna be for pc right and obviously it didn't pan out and both of those are watered down versions of other more popular games um I think it's very impressive that they've been able to accomplish that on uh, part of the dedicated mobile platform. But these were massive companies that did so with a lot of resources. And this is the best. Oh, yeah, no. These games are expensive. I'm pretty sure these games are expensive. And to be fair, these are not the cheapies that we were describing earlier that people just shit out. This is two very, very good gaming companies. Um, and Tencent specifically doing Pokemon Unite is a good mobile gaming company. And this is their absolute best. And it's, again, only impressive because it's on mobile. It's really not impressive on literally any other platform. For sure. And again, I think I think where mobile gaming shines is no one, well, I hope no one. That's, uh, also, I'm not even going to say no one because I kind of did it. For the most part, no one's going to replace their console or their computer with their phone. Exactly. That's not and happen. they've seen that in the demographic data. Like who mobile gaming captures are all the people who either cannot afford the hardware or are otherwise casual gamers who don't participate in like big game. Like the three of us are never going to be targeted for mobile game. Like are very, very rarely going to be targeted for mobile games. Like Diablo well, Immortal was probably the first one in a long time. I'm not even sure tried. that's true. I I would say that the third category is how can we get people who are engaged on other platforms to also be engaged here? How can we get a little bit more money out of them? Yeah, right? It's always of, about money. Money makes the world go around. I can think of a one example of that that I personally interacted with. I just remembered it's the only mobile game I actually played for longer than 45 minutes was Fallout Shelter, which had it's the benefit of being announced and dropped at the exact same time. It was very fitting for the like franchise and like what it was. It wasn't trying to be a like Clash of Clans style Fallout game. It was trying to be its own thing. It was thematically fitting. It was free and it was engaging in its own way. You know, it had a Fallout flair to it. So, 
I think that is the third thing that you didn't mention. And it's, yeah, people who do play games on those other platforms, how can we get more time yeah. from them and more money from mm-hmm. them? And that's why a lot of the things we've talked about are big IPs, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the Diablo, it's the Pokemon, Hearthstone has the Warcraft characters, Call of Duty Mobile's massive, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. you know, League of Legends Wild Rift is obviously League of Legends, you know, and then Minecraft, Roblox, Fortnite. Stardew Valley, obviously, right? Like, and so it's there's been a big push about expanding the mobile market to capture not just the first two groups that you talked about, but to also capture the traditional gaming group in their off time, right? And again, I think if you're home, people don't really expect you to play on your phone when you're home, except maybe on the toilet, right? But they want you to play when you're on the bus on the way to work or, you know, sitting in the car or pooping at work, (laughs) you know, something of the sort, right? Or for me, actually, I guess when I do play at home, it's I'm playing at home with TV on in the background, right? Mm -hmm. Which to be fair, I used to do that with my computer and WoW. WoW used to be my go-to watch TV in the background (laughs) and play a game. Um, And I I think they're doing a very good job of it. I mean, that's just me. Obviously, I've been playing a lot of Diablo Immortal, so like clearly I think that. Um, sure. I mean, I play a bit of Pokemon. I would like, sure there's statistics I would love out there. To see demographic data on it, yeah. Um, this, I'm not as sold. I think that like they, it's. I know that I saw articles early about exactly what I described, where as mobile gaming started to rise, you really didn't see people moving away at all from their traditional platforms or, or dedicated or really spending a lot of the money that we were otherwise budgeting for other games on mobile that was kind of capturing a different audience and i thought streaming games like bringing that high quality game back that you can find on other platforms and bringing that to the convenience of mobile that is what will actually really start to grab people away from oh i don't have to pay for you know, $400 for the new console. I can just stream it all to my phone, stream it all to my, you know. Well, and so then there's, so that that's very interesting. Um, I, I would agree, like, particularly if someone has, like, a cheapy tablet. Like, I, I got a cheapy mm-hmm. tablet, and the first thing I did was install the Game Pass app to stream games and install Diablo Portal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the, the other interesting thing in regards to mobile gaming is, so, like, Obviously, Valve released the Steam Deck, and the Steam mm-hmm. Deck, I think, starts at 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. and every person I know who's gotten one loves it. They mm-hmm. adore the thing. Like, I, I have not heard a single bad thing said about the Steam Deck. Um, one of the people, I think, kept the original OS on it. The other person, I think, flashed Windows uh, 11 on it, and so, you know, they, they've gotten, like, the whole breadth of things. But... And so clearly, what, that that's what I find interesting too, right? Like, is Valve releases this, they clearly think that the market is big enough that they don't even, like, people want to play portably, right? And so they're like, let me release this device. And I, honestly, I'm kind of surprised it's as successful as it is, to be entirely, like, like, like we were talking about. I feel like traditional mobile gaming has gotten to the point where it's good enough that I am surprised the Steam Deck is doing as well as it is. And I don't, I, I then wonder if it's a perception thing. I wonder if they're having a hard time capturing the Steam Deck audience with traditional phone games because of the stigma that is associated with mobile gaming, right? Like, 
I suspect a lot of people buying the Steam Deck don't realize how good some of the current games on phones are, is is my suspicion. And I, I, maybe I'm it. wrong. I think there is a stigma, but I do think it's more... It's what Steam's always had, that people are like, why doesn't Steam do more? You buy most of your games on Steam. You have this massive library. Like, If you're able to port that library elsewhere... People are like, oh, yes, please give me the technology that allows me that to is true. make use that of the hundreds of dollars I've sunk into this. Yeah, I was going to say, That's... at least for me personally, like, one, this doesn't cannibalize anything that Valve already has because they're not competing with mobile games versus their own games. People can have their own library, which means they'll continue to buy off of Steam. And then two, like for me personally, when I want to play games like outside of my home, I just want to play the games I have at home outside of my home. I don't care about playing something on my phone Unless it's, you know, more Call of Duty that's like actual Call of Duty or any of the billion strategy games I have or whatever other garbage. So No, that's a good point. And I think that is where cloud streaming obviously is that that's yeah, the market place, that cloud sure. streaming mm-hmm. hopes to achieve is the the, the exact two things you said of I have an existing catalog and I wanna play those games. And then combined with, yeah, I want my exact same save and my exact same games and being able to do that wherever I am, even not at home. I think you're right. I So I think I can understand, yeah, why the Steam Deck is so successful. Is it's, yeah, those people with the massive Steam libraries who want to be able to, yeah, take advantage of that library portably. That that makes sense. Yeah, I, I play their fun little indie game, but play it handheld. That's what I, I literally do this thing. And I've thought about getting the Steam Deck because of this. Like, I, that's the other thing I use my Switch for is just to play indie roguelikes, like, which I'd much rather yeah. play on Steam because they well, are I imagine Hades made for that, so updated faster. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I, I'm sure it plays very, very well. Um, but also the games are more... Ex- like, the one, if you want to really play handheld, you don't want to do mobile, you don't want to do one of the other platforms. Your only choice is Switch where the games are typically released way later, updated way later, and often more expensive. Yeah. So it just makes actually let me check that because I just like one of the recent ones that came out. I think is cheap. So while you're looking okay. that up, it is the same. The other recent piece of news related to this, which I thought was interesting, is uh, it's it's not just Valve or Nintendo that believe there is a market for a dedicated handheld gaming device. Um, Logitech believes so as well. Uh, like Logitech, it got leaked. Uh, they're making a, which we probably shouldn't talk about leaks. Leaks are half the time wrong, but yeah, I like to talk about it. Uh, they're making a, you know, a gaming handheld. And I think apparently it got leaked a long, long time ago. And the, the thought at the time was this handheld was like only going to be for cloud streaming. Like it was just going to be like a dedicated cloud streaming device. And so like it has a built in like controllers, just like the Steam Deck or the Switch. Right. But uh, the most recent leak, which is why it was is interesting is it had the Google Play Store on it. So like it, it seems to be running Android. So it, it seems to be a dedicated handheld device for things like we were talking about, Pokemon Unite, et cetera. And then when you also want to do your existing library of you know those high quality games that you can't play on a mobile device, uh, even a dedicated handheld device, then you got the, the cloud streaming integrations, right? And so I, I think it's very interesting. I, I don't I don't think there's a leak on the price point. I wish there was because like at the right price, I could I could see myself uh could see myself getting it. You never know. It's not about the price, it's about 
where's your access to games and your existing games that you own coming from? Because I feel like this is yeah. going to be one of those great ideas, and it's going to be like we have our own store, <laughs> and we have and eight games on there. Well, so, and that's, and that's and why the fact that they, that's why the fact they had the Play Store is appealing, right? It has like, to be pairing with Epic. It has to have to be pairing with Epic for this to make any sense at all. Otherwise, it's just I, dead I, water. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Steam it, is obviously not going to give them your access to their Steam Deck to your Steam GOG library. GOG has no. their own library system too. That's a good point. So, I mean, I, let me. And they're all about like open source thing. and all that stuff. I'm so, just saying. I don't know. So if you look at this 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 picture, which can you see the picture? Uh, yeah. So it's got the Google Play logo. It's got uh-huh. the Xbox logo. It's got two Xbox logos. It does, yeah. Uh, the GeForce GeForce logo. Uh, I'm assuming for GeForce now. And then what? Steam. What's that there, right there? Oh, Steam. That is a stock image with Photoshop over top of it. <laughs> I Almost like. Certainly. I can tell you, Almost looking certainly. at a reduced, <laughs> it's. I'm positive. <laughs> like you can look at the image, look at how the hands are shot, and then look at how the actual UI kind of shows within the bounds of that black box. Like it's very clearly Photoshopped in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I promise. I bet so much. Money uh, but on to it. be fair, it was it was probably Photoshop from. A, I who's I, that in between the two it, Xbox logos? It's the GeForce. GeForce now. Nvidia. GeForce. Okay. Yeah, I just can't. The fact that the Steam logo was on there is what threw me at first. I was like, oh, again, I cannot um, picture a world where Steam supports that. I had stopped recording instead of stopped sharing screen, but I resumed recording. Oh good job. God. So good at this. <laughs> you degenerate. I'm not. I'm not very good at this. I, yeah. I'm getting better, Packy, but I'm still I think it's really right. Is the only way that that exists is if it's one of the other competitor like library services, and Epic is the first choice because that's the only one of like the same similar star, like close to size of Steam. Like not actually close, but but yeah, GOG so, has their own system like that, their own like storefront with a launcher. Because I use it for a couple things. Because GOG usually has good deals. Yeah, um, they do. So maybe their sometimes they're crazy. Yeah, right? So, like, maybe them? Maybe? <laughs> they could be the everybody else, so maybe they just it, make Yeah, just work. everybody else. Well, because, be, so be I think the Steam logo is obviously Steam Remote Play, right? Like, I think the Steam logo on that little thing is clearly, hey, you can stream your Steam games from your computer to, to our little handheld. Is I think what that is, obviously, right? Like, that. it's clearly not going to be your Steam game running natively on the device, yeah. right? Like, that's just blatantly not what it's going to be. Um, I think the only games running natively on the device are probably going to be Android games based mm-hmm. on the Play Store yeah. leak. But who, who knows? Who knows, honestly? Like I said, it's just interesting that like clearly somebody else thinks like there is a market for a dedicated handheld device. And, mm-hmm. Because like you see all the accessories, right? Like the, the like, oh, put your phone in the thing and then make your phone into a switch, right? Like all those accessories exist. And the problem with the problem with mobile gaming in general, right, that like makes Pokemon Unite and stuff like that more difficult is the same thing with laptop gaming, which is thermals. It always comes back to thermals, mm-hmm. right? Like on my phone, so like if I'm playing like Pokemon Go on my phone or something and I'm outside and it's a really hot, sunny day, between how hot it is outside and playing Pokemon Go, my phone will get so hot that it 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 dims the screen and I can't I can't make the screen brighter. It's literally like a safety thing to like keep the you know 
keep the phone healthy or whatever. Like you, I literally cannot make the screen brighter because it's starting to overheat. And I, I've hit that like seconds from shutting off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's doing everything and it can is like, please God, I'm dying here. Like it's a sauna. I'm in a volcano. <laughs> stop, stop playing Pokemon. Go. Let me be free. But I almost finished the rift. I have to get the loot. My loot. I, please. I need uh yeah no like thermals is definitely the problem and what's kind of funny is there are um there are phone cases i think like specifically like razor like razor makes a phone case that like you know it it's basically like a heat sink it's not really a heat sink right but the idea is yeah can we draw heat away from the phone through the case to like help dissipate it better just and envisioning not the only fucking- that razor ice pack and it's just a fucking ice pack you throw in the freezer but it's got an rgb <laughs> that cycles through all the colors no, no, on the no, back. No, so so actually their thing is actually way better than that and it's super cool and i'm not gonna buy it because it's a giant waste of money but like i totally want it is so like obviously razor makes like they make the switch thing right they make mm-hmm. this phone case but then more than that they make a magsafe rgb fan and so I, I, it might even be, it might even be a wireless charger too. I don't know. But so, so it's MagSafe to the back of iPhone, right? So it, it just whatever. And it's a, it's literally a fan to blow you away from the, out of, you know, away from the phone. And it's got RGB oh in it, and God. it looks so stupid, but I love it. It looks it's just social awesome. <laughs> If I saw someone take that out of the table and I was going to meet them, I would leave. I, I would turn around. I would refuse to spend time with this person. They they apparently make an Android version too. It's just the Android version has has clasps, so it's not magnetic. Um, but yeah, it's literally an RGB fan for the back of your phone. And because again, like literally, where... yeah, the the biggest problem is thermals, right? Like it, it's that that's what's really going to prevent. If something's going to prevent, like dedicated, you know. Or not non-dedicated, right? So, mm-hmm. so using your phone, leveraging your phone to pre- play big traditional mainstream games, it's it's going to be overheating, obviously, right? Like that's that's what it always is, and that's where something like yeah, the Steam Deck is going to be able to do a much better job in terms of like handling that. But the RGB fan is sixty bucks. I don't think I can. I don't think I can justify sixty Weird. bucks on an RGB fan for my phone. I I can't do it. It's just where do you hit the point where you've gone too far in order to support your mobile gaming? You get all these accessories that more or less add up to the cost of about like a Switch Lite, <laughs> which is just better. Though it's, I will say, yeah. I can't believe we've had this discussion and haven't talked about Nintendo inevitably leaving the space because all they have right now, handheld wise, is the Switch. And I'm sure they'll come up with another like DS. Do they not want. sell the DS? I thought they um, still they still sell it. Yeah, they'll still yeah, have their little their side handheld. But like the Switch has been the main thing, right? Switch has really brought back handheld in a yeah. lot of ways. But Nintendo requires themselves to innovate away from something that is good. And so I don't know what they're going to do next, but I have no doubt that it's not going to be the Switch. They they should not do the Nintendo thing, and they should just make a Switch oh, they're, too. They're doing the they, Nintendo thing. You thought I motion know. controls were stupid. I You can't wait to see what they've got brewing up. I mean, I like, they did the no. Wii to the Wii U. Maybe they'll make a Switch U, and it'll just be the Switch. <laughs> Wii U was unbelievably unpopular. That's why I'm excited. Is someone pointed out this cycle to me, and it's like, Nintendo alternates between just crushing it and having, like, one of the best or most innovative or more successful consoles, and then having the equivalent of a bullet in their foot. 
Like, they just only live in those two worlds, and I'm so excited for the shitty arc, because the Switch has been excellent, and I've really, really enjoyed uh, it. They're going to make a I, lot of great I games for it. I have faith. I have D- faith. Why? Why? <laughs> Nintendo's <laughs> such a poorly run company with a couple good ideas. Yeah. Well, so they're trying to pretend to support online gaming. I say trying to pretend because it's abysmal. Their their support is abysmal, and it's because they're they're games making their ways to they, ten years they behind. They've been about fifteen they to twenty. They're getting their way to ten, and I believe in them. They can do it. It's it's really bad. It's it's really not good. Like I, I don't I don't understand how it's so bad. I, I don't yeah I don't understand how it's so bad in twenty twenty two still right. Like they did make ridiculous. some big strides with Switch in that they realized that their competitors charge for it, but they were smart and realized that they're so bad they couldn't charge quite as much, but they should still charge. So they did yeah, charge you four dollars like, to drop your connection. It's so bad. Why would you pay for it? Like, uh, I don't. That's <laughs> I, so long bad. long ago realized i mean the first time the first time i ever got into because they had it for ultimate and somehow i was confident because i've played enough nintendo games and watched people play online and it was like and they made no indication they had really tried to improve the online and people are like no no no, new generation new switch like the online will be better Lit up my first game with sam who lives a five-hour drive away and it's like borderline unplayable i'm like yep this is what i expected this is the world that we live in the nintendo class which to be fair was that smash were you playing smash yeah and Smash is the only one where they even, like, the game that everybody gives them credit for is Mario Kart. And uh, somebody explained this to me. But it's, like, online and racing game is like racing games is solved. Like, there's some way to do it with rollback and stuff like that that makes it, because you, there's very little inputs as compared to other games. Um, it's way, just way, way easier to do racing games well with online. Um, really just low input games, which Mario Kart is. Um but it is hard to do it with games like fighting games. Fighting games are where you actually have to try. And uh, they have clearly indicated that, no, we, we refuse to try. We are well, a so that's the other party. thing is there's, there's their service itself, Nintendo Online, which is not particularly good. And then there's the online support that they have in their games, which is bad. Like, not not even not very yeah. good. It's just bad. Literally part of the and, culture, and right? Then, like, yeah, and then the, but then the thing is, like, then the service, like, even the okay parts of the service, like you talked about the pricing, like it's just made bad by the fact that you're paying for access to bad online experiences, right? Yeah. Like the and so like it doesn't matter how good the service itself is in terms of like benefits and convenience of like which for one, like they didn't have party chat on the console initially. You had to do it on your phone, which is so stupid. Use Discord then. Like it was, and I don't they even know. If they, don't right? I don't think they do. I actually I, don't know. I no, kind of I'm thought they sure had they it don't. on console now because I thought they would have pulled their head out of their ass and like woken up in like you know 2022 and been like, whoa, people want native voice chat on their devices. Who have thunk it, man? But I I would believe you that if they hadn't, honestly, like <laughs> a few games have built it into their games because they didn't want to. It's not native to the Switch, but a few games have built it <laughs> in, which is crazy. That's it's that's insane. Which yeah. like to Nintendo be fair, doesn't care. It's their it's part of their culture. They just like they're the game system that sits in your living room or travels with you to and from work or on like road trips. Like they're they're a so, party console, which doesn't really exist sure. anymore. And they're a great party console. They're they're a fantastic party console. Like yeah. I, there's no better party console than the Switch, right? Like Mario Party, Smash Bros, Mario Kart, like all of those have like competitors. 
right? But like none of them have the same quality or polish or you know history that those those have, right? And so Maybe like the goofy just, spirit of fun. Yeah, nobody's no, sure. captured that like nostalgic childhood fun that both six-year-olds and thirty-year-olds can enjoy. Like Nintendo's just crushes Very the true. game at that. Yeah. Well, and so in terms of their service, one of the you mentioned like they're smart and they they made it cheaper. So not only they made it cheaper, but they also did a family plan, which was nice. Like uh, you know, Xbox at least does not have a family plan for their their subscriptions. Yet, I might add, I just saw a leak for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate Friends and Family Edition, which is very interesting, mainly the friends part, because every single one of those services, it's always a a gamble of like, are they going to care if I share it with my friends or do like we have to be in the same address, you know, like, like obviously like Netflix is starting to crack down on that. And, like, I think Spotify, like, has some very explicit wording about, like, it has to be the same address, right, like, on the account Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so, like, it was very interesting to see the leak for the Game Pass say specifically friends and family. Uh, Because maybe they're just going to embrace it and say... I don't want to deviate too much, but I'm just genuinely really, really curious about this. Because I've only seen one app that actually geo-tracks you and makes sure that you actually live at the house of the person who owns it. Have you seen that? What? With, yes. They, you can only do it remotely so many times. And if you haven't touched base back at where that person lives, um, the general area that person lives, you what, cannot. What is this? This is YouTube TV. It is how I could oh. no longer use Will's service because they check your geolocation. And that it makes a little bit of sense. That's, I imagine, a new one. That's a new thing, too. I remember I remember that article like six months ago or so about that, I think. That's what I think like because I ran into this problem about a year ago. Because I, I always know, yeah, you're right. Because Susie's parents were here last Thanksgiving, and it was really, really difficult for him mm-hmm. to play YouTube live TV here. Um, and yeah, I thought that was strange. I, I, I didn't know why. Maybe it's like maybe live TV in particular is a little different in terms of like I, channels. I don't know because they cable, do do local channels, right? Yeah, yeah. It's all cable uh, and so maybe that's why, or maybe it's just traditional greed of like not wanting people to share it. I honestly don't know. That, that, yeah, that's a, crazy. I think it's a combo because I think um, Hulu does more or less the same things, but in a more limited way. And that I don't believe has the same geo tracking. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, there's clearly a level of money to it. I mean, it, obviously, these services cost a lot of money to run. Netflix finally came to the realization that things cost a lot of money to run. After they spent a decade or so encouraging it, they're now suddenly like, oh, guys, 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 guys. Mm-hmm. We didn't actually want you to share your subscription with other people. We we didn't really. We just wanted to look like the good guy. And now we're going to start charging you like two dollars a month extra, you know, for every person who uses it. Not at your not at your house. Right. Like or I don't remember exactly what it is, but they're totally going to start doing that, which is ridiculous. Um, Netflix really never got to enjoy it being the king at the top i think they like they spent so much time investing money into becoming the dominant they they, They, they enjoyed it for a little bit not they have always spent massive amounts of money in the hopes of continuing to make large amounts of money in the future whereas i think other companies have been able to like kind of keep spending as is as profits continue to soar whereas netflix has really never enjoyed that grace period of like 
they've enjoyed being the dominant streaming service, but there's always been so many competitors trying so incredibly hard to destabilize them. They've always had to keep the spending up to try and like just try and stay ahead. Um, Which honestly, this this gets into finance and like I don't know if I've complained to you all about this. I absolutely hate and someone will listen to this and be like, you don't understand anything about the stock market. And you're like, and you're right. Man, that's incredibly optimistic. I don't at all. Yeah, I know someone listening to this, but uh, there we go. uh, (laughs) But I absolutely despise the infinite growth strategy. Like the the thing you were describing with Netflix is it, it's the infinite growth strategy. We have to keep growing. We can't you hate not, America. Like I, I thought you were I American. must hate fucking America. I don't I don't know. Right. Why do you not want to continue to climb this ladder to oblivion? I'm here for it. Where's the stars are. And, and people are so because the only thing that matters is stock price. And so you yeah. got to get your growth and your stock price. And so your growth driven yep. companies and you're never just going to be like, you know what? I'm making a couple billion dollars. I'll just stop. I don't need to shove another ad in here. I don't need to raise the price of the subscription service. I'm already making a couple billion dollars. What's the big deal? But no, 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 no. Your revenue's got to grow year over year. And if your revenue doesn't grow year over year, then you're screwed. You know, screw the billions of dollars that you're already making. Like, you know, it's got to be more. It's got to be three billion instead of two. We need tepid growth is the problem. It's uh, it's because the money chases... You know, stocks is the public giving you money. The public, this is deviates a little bit from gaming. Um, tiny oh, bit. yeah, I've already accepted that. I'll stocks are just the public I'll giving you gaming, right? Like, you could tie this to gaming, of course, because, you know, money makes all this stuff work. Um, gaming is where a lot of profits are being driven. It's why a ton of money is flowing into the space. Um, especially we're talking about mobile games and the fact that they just churn out profits like crazy. It's why people want them to work. Little input cost, a lot of output if you hit one of the successful ones you hit that lottery um but you know the i think the problem is that there's always going to be inflation um you know just constant growth like we as a society of humans grow and we need more and more resources to support and entertain all these humans um so you kind of have to be you we need to grow but you really shouldn't to yeah be content look to outpace inflation but people have just taken away from that you just need to be growing all the time and in order to try and solicit money in they just try to grow as fast as they possibly can and frequently will take very large risks or, yeah, grow in a way that never was intended to be sustainable just for the sake of, you know, again, raising their stock price X percentage or raising their revenue. And X this percentage this is obviously very common in big tech, right? Like it's the oh, traditional yeah. like the, the standard examples are like Amazon and Uber have like almost never made never made money quote unquote right because mm-hmm. they always just obviously reinvested in into growth right yeah. um, but then it's just kind of weird because like man we've fully deviated but like you look at berkshire hathaway right like i'm gonna i'm gonna take the berkshire hathaway stock for example i don't know why anyone would ever buy that and and the reason why people buy it is because like oh well warren buffett's great at managing blah 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 and that's that that part's true i don't i don't dispute that the problem is he doesn't believe in dividends, right? So Berkshire Hathaway will never pay a dividend, right? And so your only hope of making money investing in Berkshire Hathaway is finding some other idiot to buy the stock off you for larger than what you bought it from. But yeah. why would you ever buy it in the first place? Like you just have to find a bigger fool. 
right? Like you have to find a bigger fool to pay more money for it than you did. And like investing should be about dividends in my mind, right? Like you're literally investing in the company, you get some share of the profits of the company, right? But then you have these things that like they don't pay dividends or they pay a very small dividend. And because, yeah, it's just all about growth. It's all about growth. And so like there's only two ways to make money in the stock market. And and again, someone's going to listen to this and be like, you're an idiot. Stick to gaming or just stick to nothing. It's going to be that one. It's going to be like yeah, stop talking altogether. This is a little bit of a misunderstanding of how stocks work. I mean – you could say this a lot Again, about the stock market. It totally is, right? But but realistically, there's there's two ways you make money. You sell it for more than what you bought it for, or you mm-hmm. get paid a dividend, right? And the thing is, like, the selling it for more than what you bought it for, why is someone paying more than what you bought it for other than, again, to do one of the same two things? And so, like, that is the bigger fool's part of it. Like, if you're not paying a dividend, yeah. you have to find a bigger fool to buy it from you. And so, theoretically, the idea is, well oh, well, maybe there's an exit. Maybe the company goes private and so they buy back all their shares. Or, you know, if it's a private equity firm in the first place, maybe they go public and then you sell your shares as part of the IPO or whatever, right? But the thing is, like, all of these things, all these perma-growth companies, right? Like, I'm not convinced Netflix is going to do a buyback, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, the question is, why is it worth this much money Unless you could get someone who's even dumber than you to buy it for more than what you paid for it is. I'm sorry. I hate I hate the stock market. We have totally gone on a tangent. In terms of growth. I'll say it all comes back to the missing part of the equation. There is equity. What you own is equity in a fund and a company, what have you. And that's what grows. Um, I do think if you go down that rabbit hole, you were going down like, yeah you realize a lot of the time that so much money is sitting out in the ether as digital currency, um, as digital equity, really. And it will never see realized value, but that doesn't matter as long as people are continually buying stuff. It's why recessions hit so hard. It's all of a sudden, that's when it really feels like, man, I've got a bunch of digital equity that doesn't act like I can't live in my digital equity. I can't do anything. Can't yield profits off my digital equity month to month. That's when all of a sudden it gets scary. Um, and the system starts. And to also, I, I should preface that, like, I'm not a crazy person who keeps my money in cash under my mattress. No, I invest in the stock market because I realize that's how the world works. I just think yeah. it's really stupid at the same time. <laughs> like, it can do both. You can participate in systems that you think stu- are stupid. <laughs> Tons no, of people I think, think our really, law enforcement system really is dumb. But I think it's don't. super dumb. But that's that's the way the world works. So the money goes in there. Um, I'm going to tie this back. I'm going to segue this back. So. A big part of this infinite growth is why we've seen a huge influx in subscriptions. Subscriptions are excellent for hopefully both parties, hopefully for the company and for the consumer, but they're particularly excellent for the company, especially if they can get you to forget about it and they just keep billing you or whatever, right? But more importantly, it's stable recurring revenue, right? Like stable recurring revenue is very good for a company. And so a lot of it, like that's why obviously Microsoft is losing I'm I'm assuming losing tons of money on Game Pass technically, right? Because they're building up this massive player base of recurring revenue with Game Pass that they will just be able to rely on in the future. I wish they Uh, hadn't published their subscribers. One of the topics here that I don't think we're going to get to today is like how well Apple and Google's version of mobile Game Pass is doing. And I wish all these. No, we're going to talk about that. We're we're going right into that. That's my segue. We got like segue three to ten growth, minutes. Okay, you could segue you could from it off growth from into subscription. So here's you said, oh, we only got three to ten minutes to talk about it. 
you don't need more time to talk about it. That's the state of those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they're tiny. I'm sure they're not doing well, but we don't have the numbers. Like I just really want to look. And I like, want the numbers. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Like this is because I am positive that Game Pass is doing better than both of them, but you couldn't empirically prove that they are. You can only just say from public perception. James, are you aware of Apple Arcade? Do you subscribe to Apple Arcade? I'm guessing the answer is no, because you said you play very little to no games on your phone. I know it's a thing and that it exists. I'm not subscribed. Do you subscribe to any Apple service? Um, I don't think I do, although I am in the Apple ecosystem pretty firmly in terms other than like PC, but I have an iPhone. I use my AirPods every single day, like for the whole day, basically. I've got an iPad that I use for my laptop, essentially. And they got a great ecosystem. No one, no one can deny that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm subscribed to anything. I've been thinking about doing Apple TV, but that's not this podcast. So. TV's pretty good. Uh, if you do it, watch For All Mankind. If you love yes, sci-fi, absolutely would love it. It's Greg, so you know good. And then watch writing. <laughs> yeah, and then and then watch Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso and For All Mankind are Very so good. so. For All Mankind is real rough for the first two, three, four episodes. Like I know multiple people who watched two episodes and then gave up on the show. Don't do that. Watch all of For All Mankind. It is so unbelievably good. Um, so the thing Apple does is they have a bundle and their bundles are actually excellent values, by the way, right? Like if you actually use all the things, which to be fair, Amazon also has a bundle, it's called prime and Amazon's bundles also a very good value if you use all the things, right? So Apple's is obviously like iCloud, Apple Arcade, Apple Music, Apple TV is the first, the first tier of the bundle. And then they obviously have a family version of the bundle too. And let me tell you, like, if you're using all the services and you have like a family of five and you do that, like, that is an amazing bang for the buck in terms of like music, video service, like cloud storage, backup for your photos. And uh, then obviously Apple Arcade, which I have to imagine no one uses. I've played some games on Apple Arcade. Uh, It was very interesting because when they pitched it, their pitch was Apple Arcade is only exclusive games. We're working with we're working with game developers to get exclusive games on Apple Arcade that or sorry, let me rephrase that. It was games that were not on Android and not available on iOS outside of Apple Arcade. You ha- if you wanted to play it on your phone, you had to subscribe to Apple Arcade. Um, there. Like what? You're already on Apple. You're not. It doesn't matter <laughs> if it's exclusive to Apple or not, because well, you're exclusive to Apple. You want to so it, it's, it's exclusive to Apple Arcade. So if you have an iPhone, but you want to play. So a big example, like. Uh, a pseudo like mainstream game uh the pathless the pathless launched on all the platforms but then for the phone version it was only on apple arcade right like that was the only way to play the pathless on your phone it's not that it's exclusive necessarily to apple it's that the only way you can play this game at all is to have apple arcade on on a phone yeah the only way to play it on the phone is to have apple arcade yeah Yeah, so that was their pitch that was their pitch initially oh combined with no in-app purchases, no ads, which honestly, like, I kind of dig that part of the pitch. That's kind of a nice thing, right? Like, because it goes back to that stigma of, like, mobile gaming is, like, really terrible because it's filled with ads or in-app purchases, right? And so their pitch was, like, semi-exclusive, high-quality games that don't have ads, don't have in-app purchases. And so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, um, that being said, it. like, I, mean, it's I did a trial. Thing. It was just not good. It's not the, – the catalog is very meh. It's, okay. it's not – like, I – I don't know why, if you want to play a game on your phone, go play any of the ones that we talked about already or 
go cloud stream something like Apple Arcade is not it's not good, but it comes in your bundle of all your other stuff, I guess. So like if you're doing the bundle, then sure, go play some games in it. Right. But like it's it's not it's not particularly good. It's just yeah, it's not, not compelling. Good. It's like five dollars a month. Like if you do it alone, it's five dollars. I I don't. I cannot imagine the number of people who pay for it specifically, not part of a bundle, is that high. It has to be minuscule. It like there, it has to be so teeny tiny. Um, Google's version of this is called Google Play Pass, uh, which when I got my tablet the other day, I went to the store and I looked at it because I was curious. I was curious what the catalog is. Uh, Google Play Pass has some solid stuff in there. They're not doing the thing Apple is doing, where it's pseudo exclusive. They have just games. They have Stardew Valley and Google Play Pass. I'm like, damn, that's that's awesome. And I was like, wait a second, I could stream Stardew Valley via xCloud. So why would I? Why would I? You know, do another subscription or whatever for this, or like pay you know twenty dollars or whatever it is for the the phone version of it when you know you can do this. And so, uh, Play Pass also gives you like some apps though, right? But like the apps were like. They look like pretty mediocre, like weather apps or like note taking apps or stuff like that. And it's like, why, why, why would anyone be using this? Like, it's the stuff that like your parents go to the app store and they type in weather and they click this like terrible garbage app and they downloaded it. And it's just like, why? <laughs> um, and so I don't, my suspicion is I don't think Apple Arcade or Google Play Pass are particularly successful is my my gut feeling and actually like notably it's also kind of a huge user experience difference so like if you go to the app store on an iphone arcade has a very dedicated tab at the bottom i'm sure it pops up like hey you should check this out semi-frequently that type of stuff when i went to the play store on my tablet the other day i had to look for play pass like it was not front and center. It was not advertised. I had to like go to my profile and then there was like a tiny thing for like play pass. And then you got to like the marketing page for it or whatever, where it's like, Oh, look at all these games and whatever. And yeah, I, I have to imagine it's not doing well. The fact that it's not front and center, it's kind of off in the background. That being said, it was pretty reasonably priced. It was, I think also $5 a month. But if you did a year, it was half. So it was $30 for a year. And then the other key there was it was $30 for a year and it included the family sharing. So it was, I think, five or six people for $30 a year got access to Play Pass, which, like, you know, there was enough stuff in there, right? Like Stardew Valley or whatever. That I was like, okay, I could kind of see maybe why someone would do this. The value proposition was a lot better than Apple Arcade to me, I thought. Um, because the other thing Apple Arcade does is they just have normal games, but they have a plus version of the game that is just the game without in-app purchases or without ads, which is kind of interesting, but weird. Again, I think that's um, probably important for their perception in that, like, if you sign up for our thing, you know, you will not have apps that are using predatory monetization. Like, it is entirely that is that. that was mobile games have a notorious reputation for that. Um, I will say I would compare these to... Did you, I mean, I'm sure you've seen them because they try to promote them. You know, Netflix has games. I do know that Netflix has games. You see the uh-huh. story that was circu- circulating around earlier this month because a uh, company actually got some analytics on who actually clicks this game. Um, 
99% of Netflix users have never even opened one of the mobile games, which surprises nobody. So that doesn't surprise anybody because A, I believe it's only on phones. And B, I believe it's only on Android phones, right? So like you're taking your market from it is analytics very specific large to Netflix. the app. It is like it is be, the app where the games are actually on is the analytics they're pulling because they this company essentially yeah. like is able to kind of put in logging in the back end of certain apps that they like have picked and like they've done this for Facebook and places like that and kind of put in their yeah. own metrics in the background of where people are clicking for people who consent into it and this is what like and they pick out of course the most shocking results of kind you of gotta, you gotta get that nice headline obviously right exactly so um, you know this is an eye catcher right like they've clearly put some money into games but it's probably the same thinking as like and i imagine they're going to scale it back because uh, they probably have been long aware that nobody's actually doing this um yeah, but i imagine I, they tried I, it I, they i feel like they haven't tried it and maybe they have tried it enough right like the fact that yeah. you cannot like i i don't think you can do it on ios I fact check this during editing. It turns out Netflix games are available on iOS. Right? All these have been around be for fair, a minute. 99%. I don't think Apple will ever let them do it on iOS. Right. No, I think there's restrictions there. But I mean, I think Apple's arcade, like, again, I would just would love to see the numbers of these. It's good that you're not required to publish them, but it would just make these discussions a lot easier. Like, I am so confident that none of yeah these plans that we've talked Netflix is a venture. Game Pass, um, Google Play Pass, which they named that way, I swear, just to capitalize off Game Pass, and then Apple Arcade. None of them are like particularly profit- profitable. The only reason they probably are profitable at all is because the games that they pay for, because they're mobile games, they're mobile games without um, a lot of monetization built in, are probably very cheap. Like they're getting them on the cheap from these developers. I would believe that. I think Apple Arcade is maybe the one exception, again, because they're doing the pseudo-exclusive thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, like the Pathless, or they had like a, a Hot Lava game, which to be fair, the Hot Lava game was kind of fun. I played it on an airplane. It was literally just floors lava. I don't know. It was, it was kind of fun. Um, it was not worth $5 a month fun, but like yeah. it, was, it was kind of fun to mess around with. I, I have to imagine that is the one that they're maybe losing money on. But again... I doubt Apple looks at Apple Arcade numbers. I think they look at Apple One numbers. And as long as the Apple One numbers, they can justify the cost of Arcade, they're going to keep doing it, right? Like, because they don't care about making money on Arcade because it's just another thing to say, oh, yeah, well, you get it along with your music and your movies. So, like, you might as well. And then when you go to cancer, you're like, yeah, but there's, like, also this Arcade thing. Look at this great value I'm getting, you know? Like Amazon that's, Prime that's model, like Amazon Prime, yeah, like Amazon Prime pioneered model. that. Yeah. Like just, hey, we've got one central thing you actually really, really want, and then we're going to bundle all this other shit around it that's going to make it really inconvenient if you try to leave. Well, and the thing, yeah, now too, it's like Amazon Prime is so expensive, like yeah. that. For I finally shipping, left. It just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for shipping, right? Like, yeah. but if you, if you put your photos there, if you use the music, if you obviously do the shipping, if you go shop at Whole Foods, right? Like, if you shop at Whole Foods, you get a discount or whatever, you know. Like, and then uh, obviously Prime Gaming, right? Like, that's the, that's the most obvious one for the most obvious relevant one for this podcast is they have like the Prime Gaming drops every month, which because is just we like, and everybody right? very very frequently go get games from Prime Gaming and really look forward to the Prime Gaming months each games each month. Also, it's it's the like you 
I don't know. Do people can you buy games from Amazon or do you just get like skins in a game from Amazon? I just assumed it was the latter. It does give you actual games. Um, I don't know oh, how okay. because I've never capitalized on it. Uh, it's mainly the only one I've I've ever ever done was actually pretty recent. And I'm sad because I'm not going to get the rest. They gave out WoW cosmetics. They gave out three premium yeah. only WoW cosmetics, and I got the first of the three. And it, you know, I'm not going to pay for Prime again if I'm not using that frequently. If uh, to get oh, the other yeah. two. Well, it's it's so expensive, and I was actually looking at this the other day for, like, a photo storage backup, and, like, I was like, oh, this would be such a good bang for the buck, right? And then I look at it, and um, Prime Photos only gives you unlimited photo storage for photos, and then it only gives you five gigabytes for videos. And let me tell you, videos are really freaking big. That's what I need the storage for. <laughs> yeah, that's most of it. That's why, I mean, everybody like, gives unlimited photo storage because they know you're not going to like not really anymore. fill it up. Nope. Google doesn't. Oh. Microsoft doesn't. Almost nobody gives unlimited I photo thought, storage. I guess Google nope, doesn't give they, general. It's just general They rolled storage. it back. Uh, no, Drive is limited to 15 gigabytes, I believe. I was, and I was figuring it just built off the drives. drives. Exactly. Yeah, I figured it just piggybacked off yeah, the drive. They're, yeah, they're, they're one of the same now. Um, and yeah, so Google used to do uh, free. They call it they called it high quality instead of original quality, um, and then they stopped doing that last year or two, maybe two years ago. It's actually been a while at this point. I feel like um, I think it was two years ago. Yeah, but yeah, so we we have touched a lot of a lot of topics today. Yeah, it's about that time too. We really, we really covered our bases. You know, we we talked about the stock market, like about how it doesn't make any sense. Talked about playing games on your phone, playing games on a handheld. We did get to talk about that a couple times in between long, long tangents about other topics. We got at some some decent points. It was a good day. Yeah, it was was a good day. Yeah, no, it was was interesting. The the Netflix games was uh, was a nice, nice little segue. I I love stories like those. Can I be honest? It's so horrible, but like the Netflix gamings, the I'll still make fun of Stadia. All uh, Amazon Prime Gaming, actually uh, Amazon Gaming in general. Like I just Amazon Luna is like what 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 is Amazon doing with Luna? Like come on, when the big players try, especially big players who are not traditionally involved in gaming, come in and like ooh these are where the profits are. We can milk this one, and then they just fail unbelievably badly. It just it warms my heart because I big companies have long been in gaming. there's no getting away from it now. Big companies have been created within gaming now. But the less big corporate culture there is in gaming, the happier I am. It like only makes games worse and more similar to other it's games. Fair. I mean, out. that's why for a long time people were very hesitant and nervous about Microsoft's uh, space in gaming, particularly in PC gaming. Obviously, yeah. right? Like people really didn't like games from Windows Live and stuff like that. And it's because like particularly in that era, they had. It, it was a corporate feel. You're right. Like it was mm-hmm. definitely a corporate feel. And now obviously like with PC game pass and, uh, you know, I think people are maybe starting to warm up a little bit to Microsoft's role in gaming, uh, but who knows? Yeah. We'll we've see. talked about, well, I'm sure we'll talk about game pass again. We mentioned, we've mentioned it all three episodes. I have no doubt we'll mention it in every single episode we're ever in. Cause it's most of what we game <laughs> through, but uh, it is, I do think it, it is in Indies to it some changed degree. the industry. It changed the industry, right? Like 100%. I play games I never would have played before because of yeah. Game Pass. Like 100%. Laser League. Yep. Laser League was so good. Well, actually, to round this off, what is the best game you played in Game Pass that you would not have played otherwise? 
I always just think of the games I played most recently. <laughs> I know it's hard. I don't even actually think about I'll it. I'll say I will tell you di- mine. I have the most different one and that I really, really liked. Cause I can't give best because it's I can't give best across genres. I refuse to try. Sure. Um, if I do that, I'm just going to say Super Smash Brothers Melee. Just, it's just like, say I most notable. Just say most notable. Most notable game that you would not have played without Game Pass. A game I 100% would not have played about Game Pass that I really, really enjoyed that – Again, it was part of the roguelike kick, but it was very different from any other one that I played, um, is Crown Trick. I cannot recommend that game enough for people who like roguelikes, who would not typically... Still, is it still on the catalog? Or is it, it is. Or is it... Okay. Interesting. Um, James, do you have one? Uh, I'm literally looking at the catalog right now to see if one catches my eye that I would like be like, yeah, that was it. I play a lot of Game Pass games, but I'm trying to think what would be the... Oh, you know what? I got one because I just saw it. It's a game that Ubisoft tried to dump in the trash, and it's legitimately really good. Legitimately a very well-made game that should not be well-made because it... I don't know what Ubisoft was doing because they actually made a good game. It was surprising. Rainbow Six Extraction is legitimately a good game. They dumped it on Game Pass because they knew nobody gave a shit. So they also dumped it on Game Pass... Like three months after Aliens Fireteam Elite. Which have is also good. One? I have that on Steam. It's great. It's actually a really good game. But you, I think Extraction is a pick. better game. Okay, interesting. That's what I was going to so ask. So Fireteam yeah. Elite, I don't think, has the same kind of replayability because like it's trying to very like match the cinematicness of the movies, obviously. And so like it's very like linear. Extraction has a little more procedural gen, like it's kind of the same, kinda not. Um Extraction, I haven't played it recently, like the last, since basically it was like it came out, but I really, really enjoyed my like 15 hours I played with it and was extremely surprised by the quality. And as someone who super appreciates details in gaming, like internal consistency, it's, it's fantastic. Like it's so good. Um, beyond that, I mean, I played Slay the Spire, which I never would have liked normally, but I loved it. It's a great game. I know Packy would agree with that for sure. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Real quick before you come I, off of me, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. I'm not coming off you. Take as much time. Uh, I'm just, I just keep thinking of games that, like, in general, I bought on a whim when they were on sale and I super liked. Not so much Game Pass. But yeah, I definitely 100% would say Extraction. I've been trying to get my friend group to play it since it came out, and nobody will play it with me. It's fantastic. <laughs> We've had issue with that exact genre. <laughs> Greg, I think every time one of the four, uh, I don't know, I call them all Left 4 Dead clones. There's a better way to call them. Um, no, the Left 4 Dead based games. Like the horde-based I mean, wave it's not. It's not a Left 4 Dead clone, though. It's Yeah, it's, it's different, though, right? It's, like, it feels like old Rainbow Six games. Such, I, Siege is fine. I don't like it now as much, but I liked it when it came out. But as a fan of the old Rainbow Six games, I really like Extraction. <laughs> But it's, am I thinking of the right? Because I've never played any Rainbow Six games. Is it just a, it's a wave-based game, right? No, it's not. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's totally You different. are put onto a map made of three sectors that are connected by like an airlock between them. Each mm-hmm. sector gets a randomly assigned objective. And on the map, there are, there's like creep, like think like the Zerg creep on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, that when you get detected by the aliens that are in that sector, it'll spread aggressively and when you're in the creep, you're slow. Um, you can't run. You can't like move as easily, and the enemies are stronger. And so you're trying to complete the objective stealthily, which like fits with old Rainbow Six games where you'd be put into a map and you had to clear the map from like the AI terrorist enemies. And if they detected you, they would all basically just swarm you. But it's not wave-based. 
It's three sectors, three objectives, with the difficulty increasing if you get detected. And the objectives are random for each time you like load the map up. Um, where they'll be is a little random. The enemy composition will be a little random. And your character levels up when you complete them and so you unlock more gadgets and abilities. And one thing that's really cool that I like is it's a little bit like a... I don't know what you'd call maybe like a rogue light in the sense that mm-hmm. your characters level up and you can carry those abilities between the levels. But if your character dies in that level, the alien entity like consumes them and you lose that character until you yep. do another mission to go back and get them out. Mm-hmm. And okay, that's even that's even better. I like that. That's it's a, a really cool play. game. And Ubisoft yeah, that's a really gave good it no play. publicity. They dropped it on Game Pass because they were like, nobody's going to play this. And I was like, well, I like Rainbow Six and I like alien stuff. So, like, I'll give it a shot. It's free on Game Pass. So, like, why not? And it's great. <laughs> it's legitimately really good. Well, it's not Game Pass, but I've just seen this game and it looks like kind of the penultimate of, like, really challenging. Similar to that. I, again, I still think of Left 4 Dead, but, like, uh, similar to that game. Um it, you probably heard of it if you guys like this game. Uh, GTFO, I think it's called, or Get the Bucket. Yeah, yeah. I never played be, it, but it seems very interesting. Yeah, it's supposed to be like just that search through with like alien, zombie-esque enemies. I think that is actually a good parallel to Extraction, because as far as I know, GTFO is not like wave-based. It's You get dropped into a map, there's objectives, and you're trying to be stealthy, and then if you're not, you get fucked up. And yeah, I think that's... Thing, yeah. It seems yeah, so insanely I think, I think, hard. Yeah, I've so heard yeah, it's really it, hard. What is there a name for this category of not like wave-based games, but essentially like PV? They're they're PVE co-op games, right? Yeah, like, exactly. They're Which games are my favorite. that are designed like around co-op PVE co-op, right? And, and they're not. And more importantly, they're PVE co-op games that are not necessary. Like they can have campaigns, right? Like, but they're not like a a Gears Five or a Halo yeah. PVE co-op yeah. campaign. They're they're something like. Is there a genre for this? Like, I don't I don't know I, what I don't you would know. call it. I don't cooperative like I, scenarios I, is the best I can get from that because they're yeah, truly, as opposed to like other yeah. co-op shooters where you can kind of like fuck off and no, other I like people that. can deal with it. Did like just, you really do have to cooperate. Name a genre. Did, no. did, did party <laughs> zero cast. doubt that this has a name. <laughs> no, no, man. Party chat cast. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up Rainbow Six Extraction and see what Wikipedia calls it. That's, that's that Wikipedia knows all. Um, it's a online multiplayer tactical shooter, is what it says. No, nah, see, that doesn't capture it. That doesn't, that doesn't count, because, like, GTFO is yeah. not that. And stuff, yeah, yeah, like, count. yeah. So, related, uh, also on Game Pass, remember, Packy, I think you played Second Extinction with me? It was, you know, was it was this PvE co-op dinosaur mm-hmm. game. Yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, that would not be... My answer to my question is I'm going to give two answers. So, the best one that I played on Game Pass I wouldn't have otherwise, and this is my fault, I should have played it otherwise is hades but i wouldn't have hades is i would so never good. i would never have played hades if not i for missed that. so much the daily updates from you playing hades it just cracked me up every day it you was were so, so good angry enjoying that game you yeah. were so mad at it every single day and every day we talked about how good it was as you talked about how frustrated you were <laughs> and i i can't it's so frustrating that i never would have played that game without game pass and then my runner-up to that would be Probably Guardians of the Galaxy. It's very unlikely I would have spent money on Guardians. Yeah, of the I, I played it. I definitely would not have bought that for sure. Yeah, um, I bought it. I was a dipshit, but I heard it was it, good. Then, I liked it. I just yeah, no, it was good. It was. It was good. good. Yeah. It's just that, like, it, whenever you spend, uh, it's one of the last times I spent sixty bucks on a game. 
um whenever you spend like that much you want more than like 15 to 20 hours of fun even if that fun is pretty Isn't solid it funny too how back in the day when we were kids and even up until i'd say this like a lot like maybe a generation or two ago spending full price on a game that was not something that was live service or had like a single player and a multiplayer component like the genre of single player linear you know action adventure games like god of war now or back in the day like all the naughty dog games which they still do that but obviously back then that was like what they did like i would not like, I didn't have an issue with it. Now, a lot of that's because I used to get games for Christmas, my birthday, more than I do now. But, like, yeah, it's still, like, yeah. I told, I bought a ton of stuff, you know, full price that were 10 to 15-hour campaigns, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, I bought and Infinite Warfare, they, Call of Duty for the options. single player, not even for the multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then I, there are options now, right? Like, yeah, it's it, the yeah. first time I got on Steam, and it was like, oh, please pay two dollars for my like game that I've been working on for five years with a full team. Please, 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 I'm begging you. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> this perfectly Zomboid. polished Have game. Have you for played Nina. Project Zomboid? Project Zomboid yeah. is still around. And it's that good. I literally just picked it up for the first um, time like two weeks yeah. ago. It's no, it's the, good. It, None of my that, friends will play it, but it's good. It was around in when we were in high school, and yeah, I remember around for so slow to develop. And it was crazy because, like, there was a point in the life cycle where the dude was like, our apartment got robbed and they took our computers. Right? Like, like that that oh happened God. at some point in Project Zomboid's life cycle. And the game is still around today. No, like, that. And it's that, that's so my, like, go-to good. random, like, I, it's my indie game, please pay $2 for it on Steam uh, story. So my, if I had to choose a Game Pass game that I thoroughly enjoyed and I but not not my favorite, but like I'm really glad I played it. Uh, like one of the more interesting ones, it would have been Laser League. I really enjoyed Laser League. I did too. And like, it's very good. I, and it's because like, it was we could get like again, it was it was it wasn't a PVE game. It was it was a PVP game, right? But like you you had to play it with friends for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And so like the fact that it was there made it easy to play with friends. And like I absolutely never would have bought that game without it. Actually, I, I still haven't bought it. Obviously. Uh, I left Game Pass and I, never, I didn't buy it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it while it was there. Anyways, yeah. uh, we have covered a lot of things. Um, maybe one day we'll have a show where we don't talk about Game Pass, but I find that very hard to believe because, uh, like you pointed out, I'm an Xbox guy. That's that's where I that's where I that's where I play. And also, and, you get and, the same impression from James. It's just central. It's the central feed for how most of us get games now. Yeah, like, and it, it 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 has literally changed the industry, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it really has. It, it absolutely has. Like, Sony wouldn't have made the changes to PlayStation Plus if if it had not yeah. changed the industry. But I still think but there's people who, like mainly play PlayStation games. People who mainly play like online MOBA games, oh, whatever sure. on PC. But we are three people who play a variety of games, and that variety now comes through Game Pass. Like, all three of us get it through that pipeline. Yeah, no, I was playing, uh, which actually I bought Immortals Phoenix Rising, but Immortals Phoenix Rising is not. Okay, I'm cutting this off. We're done. We're done. Yeah, yeah, please. So, so long. <laughs> I love to get so long. this discussion, but. Uh, um, thank sorry. you. Thank you both for joining and talking to me about video games. I always love chatting about stuff. And thank you for humoring my tangents on about why the stock market is stupid. And anybody who is still listening, uh, thank you. And thank catch you. us next time on party chat cast our newly named podcast (laughs) hey